At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bed Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us as we head into this holiday weekend. Still plenty to talk about at the beginning of July. Thank you, NBA, and thank you, well, really everything else. Baseball action tonight, we'll be covering that big UFC event. Tomorrow night, we'll be looking forward to that. And, of course, NFL offseason moves and just odds that we can get into. So we'll touch on all of that. Beginning of the show, we'll update you on some of these NBA odds. The big news throughout the day. Wink, wink, Rudy Gobert going to Minnesota. Still waiting here in Chicago to get some big news unless you uh, – you know, kind of count Andre Drummond as some big news, but we'll look into that. We'll look at the updated odds for where Kevin Durant may land in Chicago, or not in Chicago, but at Bed Rivers in Chicago. We're hoping he goes to Chicago, trying to manifest it there. And uh, really, we'll just look at all the updated championship odds as well. So we'll hit that to start the show. We'll talk about comeback player of the year in the NFL. I wanted to spend a little bit of time still with some futures in the NFL since we're heading into the weekend. We'll skip a division preview and look at a player award, so we'll do that at the top of this hour. Uh, also, 15 minutes from now, speaking of UFC, we got Lou Finicaro, the man, the myth, the legend, joining us, seeing what type, uh, type of plays he's got for tomorrow. I know he's got some big underdog plays that he's looking forward to, so we're excited to hear that from Lou. Afterward, former Major League Baseball pitcher Josh Tower is going to be hitting on some baseball and then afterward I'll give my two cents on tonight's baseball slate as well. 
But since we have plenty to discuss, let's go ahead, jump right in, tell you about the big transaction today throughout the NBA. Rudy Gobert traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves for five players and four firsts. I mean, yeah, Rudy Gobert's incredibly valuable, I guess you could say, but holy cow, that is a big package to get for one Rudy Gobert. So the Jazz get Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, Leandro Bomaro, and Walker Kessler along with those four first-round picks. And aside from that, they've now gotten six first-round picks in the past 24 hours. The rebuild is uh, pretty much all on there in Utah. Donovan Mitchell reportedly is going to be built around him instead of him being dished off to the rumored Miami or any other team. But who the heck knows what's going to happen. And now you're looking at this Minnesota Timberwolves team that's got two dominant big men, Carl Anthony Towns and now Rudy Gobert. They were as high as 80 to 1 before the trade. Now with a lot of books, but specifically Bet Rivers, have them down half of that at 40 to 1. They got a starting lineup that could consist of D'Angelo Russell. Obviously, you got Anthony Edwards, who emerged as a stud last year. And then you got Cat, and then you got Rudy. You still need to figure out the small forward and some of your bench depth, but uh, not too shabby for those four players. So that was the biggest news throughout the NBA today. Yeah, I, I think rightfully so. The odds should be slashed in half, but we'll see what else they can fill. Like we said, is there going to be a lack of depth up there in Minnesota? Can they put it all together and have it click immediately? Probably. They probably can. New settings should benefit a Rudy Gobert, but again, we'll see what they can do with the remaining holes. And aside from that, biggest news in the NBA, nothing too crazy happened as of this point, but now that we have these odds available, it's been really fun to see the different books and the different outlook for where Kevin Durant may land. Some books have the Chicago Bulls, for example, as the fourth short shot. Some, like Bet Rivers, have the Bulls all the way down to 14-1, to and I'm saying the Bulls, of course, because we're broadcasting live here in Des Plaines, Illinois, and personally, I'm a dire Bulls fan, so you're going to have to bear with me on that front, but the, sh uh, the Suns are still the short shot, plus one seven. The Nets then at plus 250, which is kind of appalling. The Heat at plus 250, the Pelicans 6-1, the 76ers 8-1, along with the Raptors. The Grizzlies at 10-1, and then the Bulls at 14-1, Blazers 18-1, Celtics, Clippers 20-1, and the Lakers are down at 30-1. Now, look, we talked about this yesterday. I've talked about it on the Chicago City Cast, and a lot of people have just talked about it in general, but it seems like the Suns may not have the appropriate package to offer for Kevin Durant. Because if you're Kevin Durant, you want to go to the Suns to play alongside Devin Booker and Chris Paul. But if you're the Nets front office, if you're getting rid of Kevin Durant, you want more than DeAndre Ayton and Mikael Bridges, a Cam Johnson, and a draft pick. You want a guy like Devin Booker. That's who you should probably get in return. So it may not be too appealing for Brooklyn. As for the Heat, kind of same case scenario here. I mean, also, isn't it kind of odd to think to pair Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler? You feel like they would butt heads, right? But they don't have that much to offer to replace a guy like Kevin Durant. And you look at the Pelicans, they just signed Zion again. So is Zion now for sure going to be there? No sign and trade available, right? Is that something that can't be even worked around? And, you know, the 76ers, how deep can you go with them? And the Raptors, I feel like, don't have too much to offer. The Grizzlies, maybe, but Jaron Jackson Jr. just went under surgery. They're not getting rid of Morant. There's not really that many options from that group. So hear me out. Yes, I'm drinking the the Bulls Kool-Aid here, but if you're able to get rid of a guy, a sign-and-trade scenario with the Levine or with the DeRozan, you package it with a guy who has a very high ceiling in Patrick Williams, 
Maybe you throw Lonzo Ando or Caruso, Kobe White, and a couple of picks. I'm saying, if you're the Nets, you don't want to rebuild because you don't have any draft capital in the future. You want a guy who can help you compete right now. And the Bulls have two guys to select from, DeRozan or Levine. Obviously, if, if you're the Nets, you'd want the younger guy who's in the prime of his career, like Levine. It'd be hard to imagine DeRozan could replicate what he did last year. But the odds are kind of enticing at 14-1. to 1. At the end of the day, it's a crapshoot. I'm not getting involved with any of it because who the heck knows what's going to happen with Durant and Kyrie Irving at this point. But boy, am I excited. Should be fun these next couple of days. Heck, maybe even the next couple of weeks. But we're looking forward to it. So uh, those are the latest updates in terms of the NBA. If anything happens during the show, just like yesterday, we will be sure to get you updated on all of that. All right, let's get into the NFL. Want to spend some time looking at another Futures Award and one that I did actually make a couple bets on. So I want to hone in on NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Somewhat like Coach of the Year, it's a little narrative-driven, but this one more so than the Coach of the Year because this is an award where you can really pick out a group of guys who can either bounce back from an injury or have that narrative around them, the storyline, to help them really just gain leverage for this award based on what happened the season prior. And we'll give you the example when we get there. But just a little back history here, I suppose you could say. Since 1963, only five defensive players have won the award. Since 2008, there have been 10 quarterbacks that have won the award. Uh, the rest, if not quarterbacks in that span, have still been offensive players with the exception of one. That was Eric Berry, 2015, the safety for the Chiefs. So uh, maybe slim pickings if you're looking at the defensive side of the ball. But here are the odds currently at Bet Rivers. Derrick Henry is your short shot at 3 to 1. Jameis Winston comes in at Bet Rivers at 5 to 1, although you can get him at plus 550 in a lot of other outlets. Michael Thomas at 8 to 1. Christian McCaffrey comes in at 10 to 1. Daniel Jones at 12 to 1, absolutely not. Marcus Mariota 14 to 1. Chase Young on the defensive side 15 to 1. JK Dobbins at 16 to 1. How about Baker Mayfield at 18 to 1? Cam Akers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mitch Trubisky coming in at 20 to one, and then you get Allen Robinson at 22 to one, and Deshaun Watson at 25 to one. Uh, you could cross Deshaun Watson off that list right now, not only because he may not play, but who in their right mind is going to vote for Deshaun Watson for this award? The answer is nobody. All right, running down this list though, who else could we cross off from this? Derrick Henry at three to one is—I I get why he's there, but he also played in the last game of the year right, in that playoff game against Cincinnati. So, yeah, he was injured for a chunk of the season, but he also played in the last game. I don't know if that necessarily qualifies him as the same vicinity as some of these other guys, like a Jameis Winston, like a Christian McCaffrey, right? And the value just really is not intriguing whatsoever. So I'm going to go ahead and cross off Derrick Henry. Jameis Winston. I think there is some reason to look into Jameis Winston. So like I said, the best number for him is plus 550. Now, assuming you get Michael Thomas back in the mix, you also got Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, and Alvin Kamara to help pad your offense. Now, will he have to win the division and or make the playoffs to win this award? Probably not, but at least you might have to be in playoff contention by the end. of. Well, you're assuming you have to get into the postseason probably compared to some of these other guys to get there would be my assumption for Jameis, unless he's just completely padding his stats throughout the season, which we've seen him do in the right and wrong way before. But the division should be easier. Right, I mean, yeah, you got the Bucks there who should win it, but the Falcons and Panthers won't be any good. So he could potentially pad his stats, and he's got a lot more weapons to throw to. So Jameis Winston as a short shot, I think, is a very enticing bet. 
Plus 550 is not the most appetizing compared to some of the other angles. I get it. But for a realistic chance, Jameis Winston seems like a guy you should at least invest a tad bit in. And that's what I did. My first guy that I bet, Jameis Winston, plus 550. Again, more weapons, potentially easier division. You already know he's not going to win the division because of Tom Brady. So maybe actually that lowers the expectations to just get to the wild card or get in contention to it and dominate with the receivers that you have in place now which takes us then to Michael Thomas. Look, the, there's more weapons in the wide receiver room. May hurt his chances, and if it goes between him or Jameis, you're giving it to Jameis. Cross out Michael Thomas. Christian McCaffrey at 10-1. He's been way too injury prone. I love the guy. I would want him to win this as a fan because he's done me well in the past for fantasy. Can't trust him right now at 10-1 because of injuries. Daniel Jones, he's not good. No, thank you. Marcus Mariota stuck on a terrible team. No, thank you. Chase Young, I don't hate that idea, but again... You're not really getting good opportunities with defensive guys. J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson is your primary running back, so no thank you. Uh, Cam Akers, Juju, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky might not even be starting quarterback, so no thank you to Mitch. No thank you to Juju because you're getting the benefit of going with Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, that's going to help you, but you still got to deal with Travis Kelsey. Cam Akers with the Rams, they pass the ball too much. You won't get as many opportunities. But let me get some action on Baker Mayfield at 18-1. to I know it seems just absolutely nuts, but I think he was over 20-1 to a couple weeks ago. Now he's down to 18-1 to at Bet Rivers. Some books have him even lower. The narrative sets up beautifully. Coming down from nothing, the injury and getting kicked off his current team, maybe. Or maybe he stays. But it sets up pretty well for Mayfield in 18-1. to I like some of that value. So count me in on Baker, 18-1, to and also Jameis Winston, plus 550. We'll recap this at the end of the show. But coming next, let's get into the octagon with Lou Finicaro. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more ways to get involved with your local sports betting discussion, Bet Rivers has you covered because Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week along with great local sports betting content. Okay, back at it here on Rush Hour. On VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, we have an eventful weekend to look forward to. Fourth of July in a big UFC event, 276, baby. We are pumped for it, and I know our man, Lou Finicaro, is as well. You can follow him on Twitter, at GamBlue, and catch him contributing to Point Spread Weekly here on VEASAN every single week, especially getting it really good when it comes to the UFC. I know he does hockey and a bunch of other sports, but uh, his bread and butter comes into the octagon, especially when it's a big bout like this. And Louie, might as well jump right into it, my man. Let's go with the main event here, the middleweight title bout. Adesanya, the big favorite now, up to minus $5 at Bet Rivers. Cannoneer plus 355. Now, everybody you talk to is probably going to be looking toward the chalk. But, Lou, we know you love these plus prices. Is it worth the play on the underdog here? Well, Danny, first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, in my process to try and uncover underdogs, really what I'm looking to try and do is find an athlete that's well-matched that, for whatever reason, that I can uncover, I can trust that they're going to bring their absolute best effort to the octagon the night that they're scheduled to fight for Cannoneer. Here's a guy that's finished fighters in the UFC in three different weight divisions, heavyweight, light heavyweight, and middleweight. He's got tremendous, profuse power, and he absolutely has a path to victory in this fight, even though he's fighting a transcendent athlete in Adesanya that moves with tremendous fluidity. He's graceful, precise, manages distance in, in tremendous fashion. There has to be an avenue for Cannoneer to pursue to beat Izzy that isn't what all the other middleweights have pursued. And and I believe that that path is the leg kick path. If you take out Asanya's wheels away, he can't move. And you take away his movement, you take away his ability to fight. So no one from the Cannoneer camp has called me, asked me to game plan for him. But if I'm in that corner game planning, I'm going to go out and bludgeon these legs. And Adesanya's got skinny little legs. Uh, Cannoneer's got big, thick anvil type 
uh, fire hydrant legs. So that's a mismatch in his favor because he can't chase Adesanya around and play the distance game with him, or he'll find the fate of all the other middleweights before him. Okay, interesting. Now, I'm sure uh, a majority of the people listening are going, what the heck is he talking about? And then that small group that I know you like to be a part of, right, don't follow the crowd. It's like, that's what I like to hear. We like to seek out that value. And I get what you're saying, right? I mean, if he has, you know, the phony or phony, I guess, cliche more so puncher's chance, then, yeah, the value is tremendous in that regard. And I, I get where you're going with it. And plus 350, very enticing to say the least, especially now that the chalk has gotten insane in Adesanya. Regardless of what side you are on, um, should be a hell of a fight. And, Lou, I guess for other people who are maybe looking at it, looking, I don't want to go with a side, but maybe I want to get involved with the total rounds here. If you're someone such as yourself who's maybe giving more of an edge to Cannoneer than he is getting from a lot of other people, in order for him to win, you think this goes over four and a half? The price is minus 125, or do you think it has to stay under? And in that case, it's minus 106. Yeah, I, I have less understanding there because I believe that Cannoneer could finish Adesanya if things go his way, yet if it's an Adesanya fight and Cannoneer has to play the same Vittori-Whitaker game, it easily goes to decision, in my opinion. But I do believe uh, that this is more than a value play. Cannoneer's a 37-year-old guy. This is his last chance. We're going to get his best. Is it enough? We'll see. I I handicapped the fight Adesanya minus 220, 240, uh, at the best, so you're getting double value as far as the total is concerned. I hate to evade the question, but I don't have a strong feel. Hey, no, at least you admit it. We appreciate that, Lou. But aside from that fight, we also got some other premier ones as well, and you got Volkanovski here taking on Max Holloway. Holloway's the underdog in this spot, plus 160. Well, plus 159 now to be exact at Bet Rivers. And Volkanovski, about minus $2 is where it shifted to as of late for this featherweight title bout. You got any skin in the game for this one, my friend? I got enough skin in the game to know that it, it's, it's my feel. And again, this is a minority opinion. Your listeners, are if, if they're chasing chalk, they're not going to like what I got to say here. Volkanovski... Uh, in this case, is the chalk. He won the first two fights for a reason. Yeah, the second fight between these two is real close, but the right guy got his hand raised. It's my opinion that Max's skills have ebbed, that he's slowed. I sense slurring when I hear him talk. I'm not trying to pick on a young kid that won me a lot of money that I have nothing but respect for. But in this fight, it will not be as close as everyone thinks. Everyone you talk to, everyone is over four and a half and that this fight goes to decision. I'm nutty. I know it. But this fight ain't going to decision. And if you want to play that, it's a plus 180 proposition. This fight's not going to decision. I believe Volkanovski looks very, very good in this fight and finishes Max. Okay, I like that approach. Might have to go down on that one. I, I really like that. And I think this will be a very under, and maybe it's not even underrated, but of course the main one's going to be talked about more so, but that one should be a blast. And this one could have the potential now that we saw what Strickland was saying during the press conferences today, Lou, but Sean Strickland minus 125. Pereira's even money for the middleweight bout. Uh, what are we thinking handicapping wise for this fight? Uh, Danny, there's no way to handicap this fight. And, and let me tell you what I mean. Sean Strickland is by far the more 
uh, well-rounded mixed martial artist. This other kid, Pereira, has been fast-tracked because the UFC wants a super fight between Adesanya and this guy. This guy knocked Adesanya out some time ago in kickboxing. But he's not a complete fighter. The problem with Strickland is that the guy's a certifiable nut. And I can't trust him to go in there, take this kid down and wrestle him and use the IQ approach. I think Strickland has a tremendous ability to go in there and play very, very ignorant fighting. And by that, I mean he's going to go test his wills standing against a world-class kickboxer. For that reason, I can't really, I can't trust Strickland at all. And so I don't want the fight. If Strickland, if I knew Strickland was there to advance his career, get a fight with Adesanya, and really had his head in it, and I knew he was going to wrestle, I'd be all over that 125 price. Hey, Strickland open plus 100. He's now minus 125, so many believe that he's going to wrestle. That's how he has to win it. Okay, well, Lou, how about we look at this welterweight bout with Lawler and Barbarina. Barbarina right now even money, Robbie Lawler at minus 124. Did you have interest in this fight? Yeah, I can't wait to watch it because you're going to have Barbarina plodding forward, throwing haymakers, and you're going to have Robbie uh, not given too much ground, trying to be a little more precise and patient. I think Barbarina's pressure could take the patience away from Robbie, Going to be a great fight, but Danny, between Cowboy and Miller, both being 38, 39 years old, and these two guys, even though uh, Robbie's 40, uh, Barbarina's only 32, but he fights as, as if he's 38. There's other fights on the card than these old guys that we can chase. Sure. No, I have no denying that. And, Lou, I mean, we got about a minute left. Is there any fight that we haven't hit that you have a lot of betting interest in? I mean, I know all eyes are also going to be on Sugar Sean, but he's really heavy favorite in his fight. But either that one or any other one that you want to give out to some of our listeners? Brad Rydell at 155 pounds fights in the camp with Adesanya and Volkanovski's fighting um, this the, the tarantula, who is long, tall, and a, a physical specimen, uh, the tarantula, Jalen Turner. Uh, Turner's got a lot of recency. He hasn't been in to the second round in four UFC fights. If Rydell can weather the first round, and he's gonna, and this fight starts round two, this is Rydell's fight. So I like Rydell as, a fa as an underdog, plus 125, plus 130. You want to live bet it? Be patient. Watch the first round. And when Jalen Turner comes minus 300 and uh, and my boy uh, Rydell comes plus 180, 200, whatever he comes, then take him because he is going to win this fight. Love the confidence, Lou Rydell. Right now, plus 124. I'll have to follow you on that one like I typically do, Lou, because you crush it, and we're hoping for the same per usual. Keep up the great work, and thank you for making some time as always, Lou. Thanks for having me on, Danny. Good luck to everybody. You got it. You as well, Lou. At Gamblu, where you can follow him on Twitter for more of his content and also at Decent with our Point Spread Weekly. He's contributing every single week with UFC, hockey, and a plethora of other sports. That's our guy, Lou Finnecaro. Coming next, we'll head to the Diamond, former Major League Baseball pitcher Josh Towers handicaps tonight's action. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here, and for only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from right now to the end of July. 
So sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, which includes Adam Burke's top plays in Major League Baseball, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which of course features the daily best bets email, along with every edition of Point Spread Weekly and use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it, again, the cost is only $19 and you'll be a subscriber through July 31st. So make sure you sign up now at vsin.com slash summer. That is vsin.com slash summer. Welcome back to Rush Hour on this Friday evening, folks. Thank you for being with us. I'm Danny Burke, your host here just outside of Chicago at the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois. We're going to kick it out to the West Coast in Sin City to be exact, where we're Lucky to be joined by our guy Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher and VEASAN host at No Don't Josh, where you could follow him on Twitter. Josh, my man, it's, it's the first time we've been able to talk to you this season throughout Major League Baseball, so we're really excited. And, man, it's it's kind of been a wonky year with just how the ball's been altering and now where it's gone to and some of these teams where we've had the expectations and you've seen them get off the slow starts and kind of looking at the White Sox when I refer to that. And I'll get your thoughts on that in a second, buddy. But uh, first, I, I got got to ask you about some of these games tonight, beginning with the Yankees and the Guardians. The Yankees, a team that you played for in your career, and look, they got their ace on the bump tonight in Garrett Cole, and he's got the Yanks laying minus 225 against the Guardians. Uh, total in this spot, eight and a half. Did you like anything enough to play it officially for this spot? Yeah, I, I think with this game, it's tough because the Yankees, I mean, how can you ever lay minus $2 plus on the road, right? Um the problem is, is Aaron Savali just has been so inconsistent, Danny, and, you know, him trying to throw that Vulcan change all the time, like, that's just going to cause problems, and we can see it with his 720 ERA. And, again, Garrett Cole's on the bump. It's a comfortable place, relaxing place to play in Cleveland. So, I, I think the Yankees definitely are the favorite team. I, I mean, I like the Yankees here, but I'm not laying 230. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. And even with the run line, they're making you lay a price minus 134. So it might be, hey, if you get involved with the Yankees, you kind of got to maybe wait for a better number of live betting or you just comfortably stay away at this point. But, you know, Josh's Yankees team has just been so dominant. I, I mean, it's really incredible. And their odds to win the World Series is plus 450. And I get that it's incredibly short. But, you know, I feel like there's not that many teams that I would trust over the Yankees. Of course, you got the Dodgers coming out of the end. But uh, where do you kind of have your power rankings right now for maybe like a top three or four? Well, I mean, listen, the reason why the Yankees are so good is because their starting pitching and their bullpen has been phenomenal. And, and all of us who at least have played the game and been around the game long enough to know that, like, and the Angels apparently haven't got this message, you can't go 162 and win in the postseason without pitching. Like, that's just the reality of what you need. And this Yankee team, the pitching has been so dang good, man. And I know we got the big names on offense, but. That's, the, that's the, the least of my worries with that team. Like, it's the pitching. But if the pitching goes south, if Cortez gets too much of his little fame, starts to struggle, which he has, if Tyone doesn't believe in himself to finish the season, like, where do we go from there? Like, I, I think this is a good team. Uh, obviously, Garrett Cole, Severino, I mean, like, they're loaded with their staff. But I still think that the Houston Astros are the best team in baseball. Like, I just think that they're – they, they do so many things right offensively, so many things right pitching-wise. All of their like, I don't think their starting staff gets enough credit for possibly being the best in the game, but also the most experienced. I mean, every one of these kids came up in the postseason years ago and have just gotten better and better. So, like, for me, I think the Astros are number one in the 
Oops, looks like we lost out on Josh momentarily. We'll try to get him back on in a second. But, uh, yeah, he's got the Astros over the Yankees as of this point. And like we said, the Yankees, they're plus 450. So are the Dodgers at plus 450 right now at Bet Rivers. But Josh was getting the Astros at 6-1. to one, Then the Mets at plus 750. Josh, you got us, my man. I was just going through these odds. But uh, you were saying about the experience with Houston. I think that's a really valid point. And you are getting the better value with Houston right now at 6-1. to one. Yeah, no, to me, that's, that's the, the team for me right now is, is the Houston Astros. And, again, you talk about that pitching staff and how good they are, but how experienced they are. And then you go to the offensive side. And this is why this game tonight, why you don't lay 230 on the road, because the Cleveland Guardians are a really, really good team, and the Yankees' offense struggles, right? So let's say Savali happens to be on and Garrett Cole can't strike these guys out. The Indians strike out the least amount of baseball. But to bring that up, because right above them, is the Houston Astros. They strike out the second least amount in all of baseball. So not only offensively are they impossible to get out with the case, so they put the ball in play, give themselves opportunities, but then they have this pitching staff that's second to none in baseball. And so, like, they have a collective unit of a very experienced team where I think the Yankees can maybe fear us if we look at the back of the jerseys, but if you look at the front of the jerseys offensively, they're more pitchable. But then that Yankees pitching staff is so good, that's what it has to continue to carry them. So, I mean, there's a couple of good teams. Again, the Dodgers are always good. We know that. They're getting amazing pitching from Gonzalez and Anderson. Uh, and Gonzalez, I, I expect to continue, Danny. Like, if you look back at his minor league career, he's always been a winner. And with Anderson, like, I love the kid. He's a Vegas boy. We love him out here. But he's been inconsistent. But maybe that's what it took to figure it out in L.A. And hopefully he can continue this as well. Well, Josh, you were talking about the Astros, and I wanted to go there next because not only do you love them, but the market seems to love them tonight. Houston's now up to minus 167 against the Angels, a team that you're kind of cracking jokes at, but rightfully so. I, I mean, this team's got all the talent in the world offensively, but they just don't know what they're doing with their pitching staff, as you were alluding to, and they're the road dog plus 143 for this evening. Short total at seven in the hook. Uh, you ride in the Astros in this game as well as, like you were saying, for the whole year, you think you could single it down to tonight too yeah i think again the series lately has been the yankees even the mets like the yankees came back in they just have gotten locked in and everybody kind of bouncing off each other pitching wise and then you got the angels who have no idea how to play baseball like again the most disrespectful angels did is they drafted 20 pitchers in 20 rounds last year as if that was the issue the issue is, is they don't know how to pitching and they don't spend money on pitching and so Lorenzen, yeah, he could be good, but, I mean, he went three innings his last start. He went five innings and gave up seven the start before. Two starts before that, he gave up five and five. You can't count on and Lorenzen. The other thing is, is Mike's been a – I want to do both guys. So he hasn't really been a starter that long, and so the more he goes, the more tired, in my opinion, he's going to get. It's just – it's not the right fit for the Angels. They just – they got too many issues. And, again, if the offense is having a bad day and any good pitching can shut down good offense – what are they going to do? They don't know how to win. All right, Josh. Well, hey, I, I love that I got you on for this situation tonight because I was looking at this matchup earlier with the Mets and the Rangers, and as I was handicapping it, it was going to be Otto versus Bassett, and then we saw that Bassett was a late scratch, and now it looks like the Southpaw Peterson is going to be stepping in his place. The Mets still a sizable favorite, minus 180, but, you know, from a pitcher's perspective, what does that do with the routine? Because I know that pitchers always like to get into that rhythm and you have the whole day to pre uh, prepare, but when you get kind of the last-second news like that, how does that affect the guy taking the bump? 
it's a very good question. So, listen, man goes down, mound steps up, right? Bassett all of a sudden gets hurt, and Scherzer says I'm back Tuesday. Go figure, right? Um, here's the deal. On one hand, this is the five-day rotation for Peterson. So he's right on pace for what he's been doing. No big deal. This isn't an issue. The issue is, is if he thought he was getting an extra day and instead of throwing my bullpen on day two, maybe I pushed it to day three. So now I only had one day off before the game. But to be honest with you, I think he's going to be fine. Two starts ago, he threw five and a third, no runs. And then he followed that up versus the same team, which you never see. Back-to-back starts. He dominated, went seven innings and two runs. And that's what I've been talking about with the, with the Mets and with Peterson. He's never going to be good until they push him. And finally, they pushed him. And they gave him the ball, let him go seven. And he's taken that next step into being really good. I like Peterson tonight. Okay. Hey, that's what I like to hear. I put a little bit on it before the news broke out. So, uh, yeah, I'm rooting for the Mets tonight. Some good value on that run line now that Peterson's in the mix, too. So uh, we'll be sweating that one out together, my friend. And uh, before we get you out of here, Josh, like I said, I had to ask you about the White Sox. Look, I'm a Cubs fan, but naturally the White Sox are the top team here in Chicago or were supposed to be, but they haven't been playing like it. And you're getting some crazy value, I guess, if you want to call it that, at 2-1 to one to win the Central. They're about five and a half games back. Josh, we got about 40 seconds, but I mean, can this White Sox team turn things around? Yeah, they better. They better real quick. The one good thing is, is everybody else is leaving them in the team. They're only like five back or something. Listen, the offense is struggling bad. No one's hit home runs. No one's scoring runs. I would like to blame the pitching, but in this case, the offense needs to step up. Yeah, I mean, their, their inability to hit righties is just mind-boggling, and that's been the case for the past few seasons, but uh, I guess you're in an easier division, so we'll see if they can pull things out. And they are, at least on paper, supposed to have that easier schedule in the latter half of this year. So 2-1 to one is what you can get right now in the White Sox. And, yeah, everybody on the south side around us is hoping they can do that. But, Josh, uh, we are up against my friend. Thank you for making some time tonight, buddy. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Always, man. You know that. Appreciate you, man. You got it. Josh Towers, folks. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at No Don't Josh, host here on VEASAN, going over a lot of the shows on the network, liking his perspective all the time when it comes to it, right? Former Major League Baseball player, and I thought it was really a great note with the Rangers and the Mets tonight. New pitcher, like he said, five-day rotation. Maybe he goes in seamlessly. You got to push him. The last time they did that, as Josh mentioned, he did pretty well. We'll talk more about that game and a couple others as we round out another edition of Russia. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. It's Wimbledon week, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your go to sportsbook for all tennis related betting. Today through the 4th of July, place a $25 wager on Wimbledon and you'll get a free $10 Bet Rivers live bet to use on any Wimbledon match. So simply log into the Bet Rivers app. And remember, you can also even live stream all the tennis matches and you can get in on all the action at the Bet Rivers online sportsbook. Okay, it's time for our final segment here on Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 We have talked UFC. We have given you the updates in terms of the odds and transactions in the NBA. And we talked some baseball with our guy Josh Towers last segment. So big thanks to Josh and Lou for hopping on. Uh, there is one game that we didn't really get to with Josh that I wanted to spend some time on. And it's uh, with our guy. Yes, he is now classified as our guy because we have our Cy Young ticket on him. And that is one. Tony Gonsolin and Gonsolin has been having an incredible year right going way above and beyond what any expectations for him were but it's a very intriguing matchup because it's Dodgers and Padres in the first place that's going to be very entertaining but then you got Gonsolin going against Blake Snell now Blake Snell has not had that solid of a year he's been okay in some outings but when he's gone out there the Padres have said nah we're not trying to win he's 0-5 560 ERA 378 FIP, so is not as bad as his ERA is telling you he is, but still nothing fantastic. He's walking almost five guys per nine innings. He's got a whip of 1.44 and then a Sierra of 433, so it's not all of his teammates' fault that the lack of offense isn't getting them the win. I mean, Blake Snell has not been as solid of a pitcher they assumed he would be when they brought him over. And his numbers get worse on the road, 565 ERA and a 390 with his FIP. But against the Dodgers, he does have six regular season starts, and he's 1-0 with a 1.75 ERA. Maybe he gets up a little differently when it's the Dodgers. But Blake Snell needs to figure it out, and he needs to figure it out fast. 
But Tony Gonsolin, as of this point, is a guy who has figured it out. He's 9-0 with a 1.58 ERA, a FIP of 3.37, a Sierra of 3.81, a batting average of balls in play. Remember, league average is 300. Gonsolin's at 188. Left on base percentage, 90% for the righty. League average, 72%. And a whip of 0.85. League average, 1.30. At home, his ERA is 0.81. And he's got a 331 FIP and a 189 Woba. Phenomenal numbers out of Gonsolin. He's also 2-0 all-time against the Padres with a 196 ERA and four appearances, three of those being starts. So you probably give the advantage to the Dodgers in this game, right? Yeah, I would agree with you if your answer was yes, but the market's kind of gotten out of hand. The Dodgers are up to minus 177. And it's a assumed that it's going to be a lower scoring game. Seven and a half is currently the total. So I don't want to lay the minus 177 expensive price on the money line for the Dodgers with Snell, who a pitcher, yeah, who has struggled, but is still capable of producing a really good start. And the run line with the Dodgers, yeah, you're getting plus 125, but... The assumption is there's not going to be that many runs, so that doesn't really interest me in going with the run line, although if I wanted to do Los Angeles, that would maybe be my play. But the Dodgers aren't hitting the best against lefties, and for whatever reason, at home against lefties, they are struggling a tad bit more. So against Southpaws, 694 OPS and a 99 WRC+. So it's fine numbers, but not as great of numbers as you're accustomed to seeing with this offense in L.A. For the Padres themselves, not hitting the best this season against righties. 686 OPS and a 96 weighted runs created plus. So maybe not the best situationally for both teams offensively, right? Uh, two pitchers who are capable of being great. Gonsolin maybe a little more so this year than Blake Snell, as we have clearly seen. But if you don't want to do anything with the sides, would the total be a play? Could you go under 7.5? And, and to that, I would say, yeah, that would be my lean, but I don't like betting full games under the total especially with these teams that do present the offensive talent that they have and just because of extra innings and bullpens. Then you can look at the first five under. Four and a half is the number at Bat Rivers, but they're making you pay over minus 135. And the issue with Blake Snell is he's had some pretty good starts, but once he gets to the order about the second time around, about the fourth, fifth inning, that's when he starts to crumble. So you could have some good efforts from both sides, a lower scoring game up until the bottom of the fourth, and that's when they start to kind of come in all at once, and maybe you get screwed on your under four and a half, and you're laying a heavy price to go under on that. Seldom have I ever really considered this, but the first three innings under two and a half runs is kind of tempting, although you're laying minus 124, but again, Snell has been exceptional in the first three innings for the most part. But from a realistic standpoint, the play that I was really considering here ultimately didn't make it at Danny's Dimes, but if you're looking at a play for this game, I think my top choice would have to be no run in the first inning, minus 115. I think it got up to about minus 120. I would try not to lay more than minus a buck 20, but Snell has only allowed a run in the first inning only twice out of seven starts, and the key stat here is the home run to fly ball ratio, and Snell 7.5% home run to fly ball ratio. That's really good. League average is 10%. If you're below that, you're doing just fine. So Snell's doing pretty good in that category. As for Gonsolin, he's only allowed a run in the first inning in two starts out of 14 altogether. He's got an 8% home run to fly ball ratio. So that could be your play tonight if you only want to sweat out one inning. Now, what scares you, of course, like I was mentioning, is how lethal both offenses can be. 
And Dodger Stadium, yeah, it's a hitter's ballpark. The wind is blowing out a little bit. That's what causes some trepidation. And just because of how lethal this Dodgers lineup is, one through three, and because of how liable Blake Snell can be, just as good as he can be, Mr. Volatile over here, well, he hasn't been too volatile. He's actually just been pretty bad consistently. But in terms of innings, that's what scared me a little bit. I might take a little piece of it just to sweat out something in the first inning out on the West Coast later tonight. But again, not enough conviction to make it an official play, but I would strongly consider lower scoring in any type of facet with the Dodgers and the Padres tonight. The other game that I really considered was that Mets game that we were talking about with Josh Towers, and I wanted to get involved with the run line if Bassett was pitching, but now that it's Peterson, his numbers aren't as great. He hasn't been as good at home. So ultimately, again, I didn't make that an official play, but Josh still liked Peterson in that spot, and you are getting better value on the run line. So uh, if you want to take some of his confidence that he had instilled into the Mets and Peterson, then maybe that's a decent approach as well tonight for Major League Baseball. But in case you missed it at the beginning of the show, folks, I did have two plays that I threw out there, and it was in terms of betting the upcoming football season, an award that I love betting on a frequent basis or at least checking the lines because they adjust so frequently. And I was a little salty that we didn't get Dak Prescott home last year at 2-1, to one, but uh, now we're looking forward to this year. And this year, I don't know if it's as clear-cut as you've had in, in years past, right? I mean, like, Dak Prescott was set up perfectly last season, coming off the injury and just having a great offense, but then Joe Burrow just completely dominated and took it away, and rightfully so, he deserved it. But this year, you, you're kind of all over the place, right? We talked about, I mean, Derrick Henry's your short shot at 3-1, to one. But Derrick Henry played in the last game of the year, so I feel like that's not a true comeback because he was already thrown in. I get that he was injured for a decent chunk of the season, but it's not a true comeback like a Jameis Winston who was out all year, like a Christian McCaffrey who missed pretty much the entire year up until the end, like a Michael Thomas. Those type of guys kind of fit the bill more so. So I crossed off Derrick Henry. I went with Jameis Winston at plus 550. He's got more weapons to throw to. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, and you still got Alvin Kamara. The division, aside from the Buccaneers, probably going to be easier and a better opportunity for Jameis Winston to pad his stats. If he can be around or in playoff contention and his numbers are looking good and he's not a turnover machine, Jameis Winston set up pretty nicely for this award. So that would be my one short shot option, and that's who I played, plus 550 on Winston. But then for a longer shot, and hear me out, Baker Mayfield at 18-1. to 1. I'm a little bitter because I think he was up to like 20-1 to 1 or higher than that a week ago, two weeks ago when I was really scouting it out. But now I finally did pull the trigger. And 18-1 to is the best number you can get, and it's available at Bet Rivers. It's a narrative award. And he's not only coming back from an injury, but just what's been happening with him and the Browns. Cleveland bringing on Deshaun Watson. Does he stay with the Browns? Does he go to a different team like the Panthers? And if he does, how good does he need to do in order to get this award? Because that storyline adds up perfectly for Baker Mayfield. Everything that's been happening with him from an injury to people counting him out to the organization that drafted him, giving up on him, to the media, giving him all this crap. I think it sets up nice for him. And I'm not saying that, hey, if he does okay, he's going to win this award. No, but again, the path is there. The value's pretty solid. Why not take a little flyer on a guy like Baker Mayfield at 18-1? to 1? So that's the second player that I tagged along for comeback player of the year. But from a realistic standpoint, Jameis Winston sets up pretty nicely. So count me in for Winston plus 550 and then a longer shot flyer on Baker Mayfield at 18-1 to 1 for NFL comeback player of the year.
That's a wrap for tonight's edition of Rush Hour. Thank you for tuning in. Big thanks to Lou Finicaro for handicapping UFC 276. If you missed it, make sure you go to vcin.com to get the replay of it. And same with Josh Towers and his Major League Baseball plays. Enjoy the 4th of July, folks. We'll catch up again, not next week, but the week after. I'm off, so best of luck and enjoy it all. We'll talk to you soon. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.